Welcome to Invoking Witchcraft, the podcast where the sacred and profane come out to play. So call the quarters and set the round. It's time for another episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Invoking Witchcraft. I am one of your co-hosts here, Jay Allen Cross, and I am joined by... Britton Boyd, also known as Archaic Honey on the Instagram and on Twitter. She has joined us on the Twitter machine, which is uh, Twitter and social media in general right now. is just like the wild, wild west. And so I am uh, very happy to have you over there in Twitter land with us. Yeah, it's been really fun. Honestly, it's been really good conversations, not a lot of fighting or debating. It's just been fun stuff. Oh, just wait. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Yeah. And I'm waiting for my imposter account. And I'm just like, why hasn't it happened yet? Oh, I remember being there. I was like, am I not cool enough for an imposter account? And then I got 150 in a day. And I was like, wait, wait, I take it back. (laughs) (laughs) But other than that, how have you been? I've been super busy. Um, I've been doing a lot of reading and research around Nordic animism. And um, I hope I'm pronouncing this right. Somebody out there will probably correct me. Sather work. Um, trans work and whatnot. And I've also been making little God's eye charms. I found some poplar wood and making these little protective charms. That's where you cross two pieces of wood and you weave fabric around it. For those of you who can't, I'm holding one up, but y'all can't see it. Um, (laughs) So I've been making little charms and just staying busy, reading a lot, finished my book, etc. Yay. That is such a big accomplishment. Yeah. That is such a big deal. And you, you're coming up, I think, tomorrow on another fairly major accomplishment as well. Oh, my gosh. Thank you for reminding me. Yes, I'm going to have six months of sobriety. And it's fucking wild. I just like I'm like, how did I get here? Where did time go? What year is it? What's happened to my brain and body? (laughs) Absolutely. I'm so proud of you. You've done such a good job with that. And six months is a big ordeal. That is like a half of an entire year. Yeah. Like you're already chugging along. And it doesn't seem like that long ago, at least to me, that you <laughs> started going sober. But mm-hmm. yeah, um, it's been uh, it's trippy in and of itself. It's like real time sober reality is just like being on acid. <laughs> <laughs> just out here raw dog in reality. Oh, just yeah. nothing off in it. No buffers. Oh, God. I appreciate that, though. You are you are brave. Um, in other news, I am a hundred and I got down on the floor yesterday to play with my chihuahua and um, just didn't come back up um, through my back. out. Oh, no. Yeah. I'm like, why? Are, why are millennials just so old? Like, I'm not even 30 yet. And I am a hundred. <laughs> well, we're carrying the weight of the world on our shoulders. So it's true. That's true. It is, as our guest would say, it is hateful. And uh, that is that is true. Uh, so it is time, I believe, to introduce you to a wonderful friend of mine who we are so very happy to have on the show as our special Halloween guest. I present to you a Ms. Z from the Ghosts and Hoes podcast. Welcome, Z. How are you? Hi, I am great. Thank you. I am so excited to be here. 
it is lovely to have you to kind of spread the spookiness here. So you are, some people may know you already, you are one half or, or I guess maybe even a third of the Ghosts and Hose podcast. Can you tell people about the podcast just a little bit? Yes. So it is me and my best friend and our producer. Uh, we sit down every week and tell a couple stories, uh, all things spooky, whether it's paranormal, true crime, you name it, we probably talked about it at some point. Um, but yeah, this week's episode is going to be a good one. Uh, we've got some mysterious mysteries from way, way back in the day. Witchcraft accusations, loan sharks, uh, and then a recently solved cold case from Snohomish County up in Washington. Oh, so that's not very far away at all. Not at all. That what that was my story because I was just in Snohomish County last week. <laughs> that's right. You were um, having your, your Twin Peaks vacay. My little Twin Peak end. Yes, yes, <laughs> it was very nice. Uh, but I was looking up stuff to do while I was. Uh, visiting the area and just suddenly this one website popped up and it was like hey did you know that we had an unsolved murder for over 40 years I'm like oh please talk to me about this right now I am the correct person to address the situation yes uh, while we're on a bit of a true crime tick here at the moment and and while I have a true crime enthusiast on the podcast um recent possibility that we have figured out who the zodiac killer is are right. we buying it is it too soon to tell um uh i don't know how i feel about it yet mm-hmm. um it was of course exciting at first mm-hmm. to be like oh wow okay that's really rad but then after you take a beat and actually look into what's going on mm-hmm. it's Dubious at best, I would say. Uh, Billy Jensen actually talked about it a lot on his TikTok, which he made specifically to address the recent Zodiac. (laughs) And I actually I made a video for our Ghosts and Hoes TikTok, being like they have possibly solved this. And then Billy Jensen was like, "Hold up, everybody." And so then I just reposted his video. I'm like, he could say it better than I can. But he has worked with one of the guys in charge of the case breakers, which is what they're they're calling themselves. They've like deciphered one of the ciphers, I guess. Um, And he's like, I worked with him on the D.B. Cooper case when they were filming it for whatever channel. And he was like really shoehorning in this suspect that Mm -hmm. nobody thought was actually D.B. Cooper, like just his methods and stuff. I don't, I just knowing that this guy is at the head of this Mm -hmm. kind of like armchair investigation group also really put me off. So I'm like, Billy Jensen would know best. And they talked about it on this uh, Monday's episode of uh, Jensen and Holes, the murder squad. And Paul Holes was like, yeah, until I get like some kind of actual evidence i really am like i worked on the golden state killer case and i had a list of people i thought were great suspects and then ended up ruling them all out and it ended up being someone i didn't know until like way down the line but he's like Mm -hmm. yeah i don't i don't even see any 
really connections. So mm-hmm. holding out for that actual physical evidence tying that person to the crime. And until then, I'm still like, we don't know who, we don't know who it is. We don't, we yeah. don't know. Well, I'm similar of a mind that once Billy Jensen is convinced, and I will also be convinced, but I feel like in both true crime and the paranormal, I find the truth is always weirder than you think it's going to be. Oh my, yes. Absolutely. You're like, oh, okay. Left field, I see. Exactly. They like a good left field. Um, Mm -hmm. But on that note, um, we should help our audience get to know you a little bit more. We have two kind of standard questions that we like to ask. Um, Britton, do you want to kick us off here? Yes. So one of my favorite questions to ask new guests is, uh, what is your astrology? If you feel like sharing that with us. Yes. So I am, and this is, it. Sh- I feel like it should make sense to those that know me, triple Taurus, my big three. Our last guest was a triple Taurus. That's amazing. Yes, that's hilarious. Oh my God, that's wonderful. I love Taurus yeah. energy. Oh, thank you. Yes. Yeah, I, I, and there's the whole, you know, like Sunday child, all of those things. And mm-hmm. I was born on a Sunday on a new moon, um, right? I was like, oh, that feels a little spooky, but I don't know how to explain it. I just feel it in my bones. Um, (laughs) made me come out weird (laughs) mm -hmm. yes exactly Um, and then my birthday is just close enough to Gemini that I do feel like some of those traits also leaked in and my birth father is also a Gemini so I'm like "Mm, mm -hmm. that makes sense Mm, that makes sense mm -hmm. yeah just all the all the sarcasm is mine (laughs) Right. There was no escaping it. And big brain energy. <sighs> yes. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yes, we absolutely love uh, Taurus energy over here. I feel like Aries group up with other Aries very well and other Taurus folks. You know, all mm-hmm. of us that, that bear the horns, we just hang out. Oh, yeah. It's true. I love it. Yeah. So another question we like to ask, just because it's fun to see kind of how people respond to it. I've stumped a few people with this one in the past, but uh, how do you identify just in general? How do you identify? Um, just like, just in general. Uh, or I mean, as a, as a human, or maybe you don't identify as a human. That's a, that's a question. <laughs> technically, I sometimes like to say that I identify as a feral hobgoblin. Yes. Um, oh, yeah. Can <laughs> relate. It's, it's an attitude. It's a it's a feeling. Uh, feral hobgoblin, bog witch, Morticia Roper. Uh, okay. And then to get right. And then to quote uh, Bianca Del Rio, one of my most favorite drag queens uh a fancy white lady of color because when you think about it it is very true it's very true for yeah. those of you who cannot see z here in front of you z is a beautiful middle eastern woman but on the inside a fancy white lady of color as elderly a fancy elderly white lady of color that's <laughs> from the 1970s you've been to my house you've seen it just tchotchkes as far as the eye can see wicker wicker oh i love wicker right just bring give me give me all of everything that 
Helen Roper had on Three's Company. Like those caftans. Caftans for days. Far as the eye can see. I love I don't, it. Everybody should wear them. Everyone. I should have worn Bender one. Under irrelevant. No way I didn't. I thought about it. It's too cold That's at true. my house. I, that is the one upsetting part of caftans is they are not built for the winter time. I need to get a flannel one. Oh, yes. But... 100% here for that. So before we jump into uh, kind of our topic today, I do think it's important just for everyone to know this very poignant tale that you tell occasionally that is my most favorite story that I, Mm -hmm. anyone who knows me, whenever I introduce C to new people, I'm immediately like, tell this story because I think it's, it's just, it's a great story. Can you tell me (laughs) the story of the time in which you were cursed by the Egyptian toilet witch? (laughs) Yes, I can. Gladly. It's one of my favorite stories to tell. Um, I like to say that Dane Cook owes me money because he stole the plot for Good Luck Chuck from my life. Uh, The Egyptian Toilet Witch did happen before that movie came out. So, I mean, I got eyes on you, Dan Cook. Um, (laughs) This was 2007. I had gone to Africa for my senior capstone at college. And my friend, the roommate I was talking about earlier, um, we left a week before everybody and went to Cairo uh, as it was cheaper to fly. We're like, well, we're going to be in Africa. We may as well go to Egypt and, you know, see everything since we're, I mean, it's not right there, but in the general vicinity. <laughs> in <I> that direction. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So we're like, yeah, sure. And then it was actually like a thousand dollars cheaper to fly do like flight hopping from here to Cairo and then to Ghana. So we're like, yeah, yeah, let's just do it. Mm -hmm. So we went, had um, a time there. Um, It was interesting, Mm -hmm. very interesting trip. Uh, But the day we were leaving, like we were, we stayed at a hostel. By the end of it, we were, I was sick. And we were just both fed up and super sketched out by the hostel we stayed in. So we went to the airport like a whole, like almost a whole day early. It was like 10, 12 hours before our flight was supposed to leave. And the Cairo airport is uh, really spread out. So it was a nightmare, to be honest. And they don't let you go through the gate until like half hour before your flight. So we were just basically sitting for 12 hours doing nothing, trying not to get kidnapped because somebody did come up to us and was like, hey, come with me in this van. I'll take you to this hotel that's 20 miles away and I'll bring you back for your flight. And we're like, okay, if you say that you're going to bring us back, you're definitely not. No, Mm -hmm. thank you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So the bathroom was down like three flights of stairs and we had luggage with us for you know a month's worth of travel so every time we had to go to the bathroom because we were refusing to just like one person at a time so we're like no something will happen knowing our luck so we would just like have to 
haul all of our luggage down the stairs and back up, which is a great workout for the day. Um, so by the end of our, like right before we had to go get on the flight, we just like shoved our suitcases down the stairs and followed them. We're like, I don't even care. I don't even care anymore. So our last, it was our last trip to the bathroom down all of the stairs. And like, you know, in elementary school, like all of the bathrooms are just those little square tiles mm-hmm. all over the place, mm-hmm. like floor to ceiling tiles. It was that. They were all brown, like dark brown, which didn't help because the lighting was broken, basically. So it was just like a cave of oh, a no. public room. Scary enough, because you still had to go down more stairs to get into the bathroom. And most of the public restrooms we encountered while we were over there were just the hole in the mm-hmm. floor, but they did have yeah. the stalls. Um, so we're like, we're used to it at that point. We're like, whatever, fine. And we like, like I said, it's just the scariest, darkest tiled room I've ever encountered in the history of my life. And <laughs> we walked into the stalls and we both kind of like leaned back and looked at each other because there was no toilet paper. And then out of the darkness in the darkest corner of the darkest bathroom I've ever been in, cackling happened. There was somebody there. My soul briefly left my body because I'm like, what is this? Because it sounded like a cartoon witch. Oh, no. And I was like, I don't want to look. And so we both turn and we look. And there is this ancient Egyptian lady dressed all in black, tackling in the corner of the bed. We're like, Oh, I do not like any of this. Just so all. much. Yeah. I don't I don't want it. I don't I I I don't want to be here anymore. So I go into the bathroom, I pee, and I had the forethought before we left the country to go to Costco and I bought a ton of um the little single packets of Kleenex. Mm-hmm. Like you give to elementary school kids. So I happened to have a package of Kleenex. I'm like, okay, no toilet paper, no problem. So I just use the Kleenex, whatever, totally fine. Go out to wash my hands. And the toilet witch, as I have named her since this day, um, she had kind of shuffled closer to where the light was. Um, and so... I. <sighs> She was kind of like chuckling because I didn't use any toilet paper. So she thought, so I'm washing my hands and then she starts cackling again and she lifts up all of her skirts and she is squatting over all of the toilet paper in the bathroom. Like every roll of toilet paper that existed probably in that terminal was under her skirts. So she's cackling and she's like, eh. <laughs> At like, you're disgusting. And so at this point, I'm just so freaked out and annoyed at the entire world. I (laughs) took the package of tissues out of my purse and I showed it to her. And then it was like the movie Thinner, where her face just kind of fell. And she starts muttering something in Arabic. And I was like, 
oh, we have to leave mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. right now. And so we do. It was, uh, it was very frightening. And then after that, when I got home, like my relationship that I'd been in a long time just went straight to Hades. And ever since then, I have had no serious relationships since 2007. Well, technically like 2009, but it started in 2007. Um, And every man I've even briefly dated since that trip has gotten married, had a child, has been in a very long-term relationship since breaking up with me. And I'm like, oh, oh, I don't know how to fix this. I don't want to go back to the Egyptian toilet witch. I don't want to make her fix it. I'm so scared. And that is the actual plot of Good Luck Chuck, except it took place in whatever American state the movie took place in. I'm like, Dane Cook owes me money. But yeah, the Egyptian toilet witch was probably one of the most terrifying experiences in my entire life. Oh my gosh. Like, I want you to picture her. But then, no, you are wrong. Older. (laughs) And then add another 25 years. Like she had to, I I think she may have been born in that bathroom. I think, I don't know. It was she manifested in the bathroom. Yeah, she's, she's always been there. I'll bet you if I did go back, she would still be there though. It just, I feel it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't recommend it. Uh, just don't, if you do go to Cairo and you encounter the Egyptian toilet, witch at the airport do not disrespect her hustle. Just buy toilet paper from her, even if you used your own Kleenex. Yes. Just learn from my mistake, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you ever want to love again, you know, <laughs> we have to buy you back to Cairo. That might be what we do. <laughs> maybe, maybe next year for vacay, we'll go back and visit her and see if she'll. Oh. Yeah, oh just leave a little she offering back. of toilet paper for her and hope that maybe. The curse could be reversed. <laughs> Please. Please. Oh, no. Oh, gosh. I love that. That's a great story. Thank you. Oh, all right. So we have brought you on here today, um, not only for wonderful entertainment, but also <laughs> because we want to discuss something spooky <sighs> with you. Um, and that is the phenomena known as the the top hat man or the hat man. The hat man. Who I affectionately refer to as Clyde because I ran into him so many times I have named him um, because that's how he rolls. But um, Mm -hmm. during this, how we're going to set this up is Z and I will kind of talk about what we know um, about the hat man, maybe give some of our theories. Britain is going to help us out here, um, because they don't know much about the hat man. So they're going to play the role of audience and help ask questions that you guys may have as we go. Yes. Um, Britain, do you have a question right out of the gate before we even start? I do. What even is the hat man? I am, I'm lost and I'm confused. Mm-hmm. So... Nobody really knows what, who or what exactly the hat man is. Uh, Some people say that he's kind of like a product of sleep paralysis. Mm. Um, And other people 
do not agree with that assessment at all. But they can. They're like, I don't know if he is a ghost, some kind of entity, an interdimensional being, traveler. Mm-hmm. Nobody really knows for sure. Um, and I just recently, a few weeks ago, I think, on Ghost and Hose, um, did a list of Hatman encounter stories. And they're all, uh, as far as the appearance goes, he is, he looks the same. Um, but some of the encounters, people were like, I was absolutely terrified. And other people were like, I felt okay. Like I felt, mm-hmm. he felt familiar, which is not my favorite way to address it. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. No, oh, definitely okay. not. When I remember like, yeah, no, I, I hang out with the, the hat man. I'm like, oh, don't. Let's not. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it feels icky. Like yeah. a weird. Um, I have not, to my memory, mm-hmm. seen Clyde or the hat man um, myself in mm-hmm. person. I have seen him through other people though um Mm -hmm. i do automatic drawing and so when people have described him to me in their encounters i can see it as if i am there in the room Mm -hmm. um but sometimes um because he's he's never shown up i should say physically present where Mm -hmm. i can like if i were in this room right now and he were standing like in the corner as he likes to do Um, but the way I always describe how I see things, uh, like when I'm on investigations or, um, doing, working on mediumship stuff, um, it's kind of, you know, old school animation, like hand-drawn where they have this sketch piece of paper and then they trace the sketch and paint it. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. it's like this clear animation cell that goes over it. Mm -hmm. That's how I see things. Um, so I can see this room exactly how it is right now with nothing in it. And then it's kind of like an overlay of another dimension realm, paranormal, whatever you want to call it. That's how I see stuff. Mm -hmm. And so it's a little different, um, when other people are telling me about their experiences. Uh, one of my very, very good friends, Sarah Martucci, she was telling me about the time she encountered the hat man and I could, she was like, I was in my bedroom and it was years and years and years ago. I've never been to Baltimore where she lives. Uh, I had never been to her house. I've never seen photos of her house, but I could see it mm-hmm. in my head mm-hmm. as she's telling me. And um, I was drawing him as she was talking. I'm like, is it this guy? And she's like, Oh, oh boy. I don't. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't like that guy. Yeah. So yeah, and but the weird thing is, after I did that story, um, I was at work one morning because I have to wake up before Jesus to go to work, <laughs> and uh, I was there very very early by myself. And I know that whenever I get the urge to draw something, because I am not an artist by any stretch of the imagination when it becomes when it comes to like drawing. But when I get that sudden, like, I have to draw this, I'm like, oh, well, there's something here. Mm-hmm. And I was, it was like 4.30 in the morning, I'm at work by myself. And all of a sudden, 
I get that little tingle. It's like, you have to draw the hat, man. I'm like, I don't want to, because that means he's somewhere around here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. And I've actually been around you during the drawing process, too. Um, so Z was one of the ones I went to investigate the Montgomery House with. Um, which is a very well-known haunted location in Washington. So um, her and her paranormal investigation team, Hello Paranormal, invited me to come with them. And we walk in, and there's a fairly large group with us. I think there was about like eight of us there, including the owners. And, you know, a bunch of people are standing there talking with the owners as we first walk in. But as soon as you walk in, there's this big staircase that goes straight up to the second floor. And I'm immediately locked on to the spirit of a woman who's standing at the top of the stairs. And I I don't say anything, but I'm just like looking at her like, okay, noted, there's a spirit here. And I looked down at Z who's standing right next to me and she's scribbling away. You had like a drawing app on your phone and she's drawing the exact thing that I'm looking at. Wow. The exact woman with the same dress and the same, like, it was even like the same color of dress that I was seeing, like the whole nine yards. Um, so yeah, no, the drawing thing is is definitely definitely a thing. Um, yeah, it's a weird thing. It's um, I don't know if it's something that I've always done because um, there's a lot of stuff like paranormal related that I just kind of blocked out mm-hmm. as a child because it was one of those things where like you're not ready for it. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure that I did because I do remember a few paintings from art class that I did that I was like it was a dream I had mm-hmm. that I then sketched out and painted I'm like <laughs> looking back I don't think that was a dream um <laughs> but it most recently like in recent memory was a few years ago now we were going out to investigate um I can't remember where it is now but uh, there was some reports of like a demon. As you do, always. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> demon, okay. Uh, in a local cemetery. And there was a local team that had gone out there all the time. And they're like, you guys have to come with us and check it out. You know, you guys have got some like mediumship and all that stuff. It'd be cool to see. So we were, you know, got into the town and cute little antique stores that we were all like, just wandering around and stuff. And then we went to a bar to meet up with the other team in the evening. And before they got there, I was just sitting there and I was like, I just can't stop seeing this in my head. Um, Cause the guy had told us about all of these experiences that he'd had. He felt like this thing was attached to him. It was a female spirit. And we're like, okay. Um, Sure, Jan. Um, <laughs> sure, Jan. That's nice. So we're like, we're like, I don't think it's what he thinks it is because there's allegedly a witch that haunts this cemetery. Oh, yes, mm. I know where you're talking about. That. Yeah. Yes. And so I was like, I don't think so. And my, I got that weird sensation where I'm just like, if I do not start drawing this right now. I something bad will happen. I have to do it. I just have to. And so I'm just like sketching on my phone at the time. I didn't have a little stylus. So it's just in my notes app. (laughs) Just like furiously. And Sarah and Danielle, two people, my uh, two of my teammates were like 
trying to talk to me. I'm like, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure this is what he has, what's been following him. Mm-hmm. So when he got there that night, I showed it to him and he's like, yeah, that's her. I'm like, well, no, but yes. Yes. <laughs> not not the her you think it is but yes it is the one that is with you yeah. mm-hmm. and i think i still have it on my phone but i was like <laughs> and so that was the first time i remember doing it as an adult um but yeah it's always super weird um your drawings of the hat man too were were really neat yeah she sent them to me mm-hmm. after they were done that morning um they were good though. i think you really kind of capture his essence nicely um and kind of the the reason why we call him the hat man or sometimes we call him the top hat man is because he's very frequently seen um wearing wearing a hat he's a very dapper spirit that kind of haunts certain homes and so whenever i run into him he's always in a full tux that's something that he's he's very kind of known for it kind of differs whether it's like a a, for for me a lot of the times i see him in like a coat and tails um but not always sometimes he's more kind of like um like 1920s with like the, the spats and the gloves and the mm-hmm. um, sometimes he has a cane. Sometimes he doesn't, but he's Some basically said wearing, he has a pocket watch. Yeah. The pocket watch. I've seen that too. I've come across that. Um, but he's always wearing a hat and it's always generally something pretty fancy, either like a top hat or a bowler's hat or some sort of a wide brimmed hat. Usually I, I have never ran into a cowboy hat, but I'm certain it will happen at some point or like a fedora That's, a lot yeah. of times. Um, yeah but he's often seen as being very tall and very thin and something that I've noticed a lot, but I haven't necessarily ran across it so much is that there's always kind of his giveaway. Cause he, he, a lot of the times likes to sort of try and pretend like he's a human and we'll see if he can maybe like trick people at least like momentarily. Um, but his giveaway for me is always around the mouth. He either has like crazy rows of shark teeth or he's missing his bottom jaw or something, but he's always a very tall, thin, well-dressed figure with a hat. And I had ran across him many times in the work that I do, going to houses that are haunted and seeing what I can do to fix it. And after my third or fourth time running into the spirit, I was like, okay, I can't be the only one. This is reoccurring too many times. Mm -hmm. And so I went on to Google, just typed in like top hat man haunting and just boom, just just so many pages and pages and pages of people talking about their experience with the hat man and a, a bunch of people had already like uploaded their stories online. People were talking about it all over the place that they had seen it too. Um, so the hat man who I affectionately refer to as Clyde um, is a very common haunting that we find. That yes, he's a, interesting. Haunting. Yeah. I think the question sort of is, why you know and i I think that's what we keep running into and and what z had on her episode of ghosts and hoes was kind of talking about you know why what why is he here who is he is and is he a singular entity or a multiple entity yeah to be a multiple entity because i ran into many of him but they're all different yeah that was my 
Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it makes me think of um, there's a term that's often used for like classes of spirits is that they're legion. Mm-hmm. Yes. It makes me think if this spirit or ghost or whoever they are is legion. And if there's like, mm-hmm. yeah, a multitude of them. But I actually have a question for you, Z. I kind of wanted to re- mm-hmm. rewind about this yeah. automatic drawing. That's really fascinating. Ooh. Like to me, that would be what I would consider a gift. How did you discover this? Like, what was the thing that kind of like tipped you off? You were like, oh, I'm on to something here. Um, the, well, the investigation we did um, mm-hmm. was, I was kind of like, oh, okay. And I couldn't figure out for the life of me why I had to do it. Um, and my friend, Sarah, who's a very gifted psychic medium, uh, we were talking about it after the investigation. And she was like, have you maybe considered that uh, what that was, was your form of mediumship? Wow. Like, have you, and I was like, literally never crossed my mind. Yeah. Um, and she was like, yeah, because some people have, you know, they can see and speak and whatever. Mm-hmm. And she's like, but I think this is how you may communicate with spirits, entities, whatever, um, I think that might be it. And so that was kind of the first time it actually was like, whoa, like my mind mm-hmm. just kind of melted right there. Like, oh, okay. And I've tried to kind of like hone it in the past. Um, but like Miley Cyrus, she can't be tamed. Uh, she just <laughs> as of now kind of comes and goes whenever yeah um and so far I've been okay with that uh, it's never really been like super awkward where I'm like on a date I'm like excuse me I have to draw this is this your grandfather he says hello <laughs> mm-hmm. but, um Jay and I had been working on mediumship and doing readings and I, I just felt so bad at it. Um, it was like, because I could see someone in the room with him, but he wasn't really talking. Mm. He was just there. So I drew him like a very rudimentary, like what I was seeing. And Jay was like, oh, yeah, I know exactly who that is. I'm like, I'm really glad. That's really cool. Um, my great grandpa, and I had like a picture next to me, and I could like hold up, be like, "Is this him?" And she's like, "Yeah." <laughs> That's, That's fascinating. That's yeah, and it may or may not be happening right now. Um, yeah, I can see but, that you're doodling. Yeah, it's like it's just this is. I'm sorry in advance because I don't like this. Oh, no. And that's, that's usually what happens <laughs> when I'm drawing like houses it in. I don't like it. Oh yeah, the, oh. the hat man. Ooh. Oh, thank you. Perfect. Like yeah. The one that you were talking about. I'm like, ooh, I've got a quick flash of that, and I don't love yeah. it. Um, but I do. I can. I've done it. Uh, in the past where, like I said, my friend Sarah had been telling me the story and it's like I was there, uh, but I've done it for myself as well um, mm. in previous encounters with things I don't really have a name for. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think I've shown you this photo, but um, this is what, so my, my short script oh, is yeah. actually based off of something that happened to me as a, I think I was like maybe 12 or 13. And I don't know what these things are. Some people call them imps. Some people call them minions. Mm. I don't, none of those really fit for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but I saw one. Um, I was very, very sick. So for a long time, I was just like, well, it's just your brain playing something scary because you were sick and your brain is also the devil. So why not? Mm -hmm. um, but this guy. And I, I have encountered not this exact one, I don't think, uh, but other ones just like it. Of this genre. Um, yeah. Oh, yes. wow. Yeah. So for the audience, C is showing us, to me, what this looks like. It, it looks like the top hat man with the long pointy teeth and um, in a clown outfit with a pointy mm -hmm. nose. Very kind of go yeah. goblin-ish. Yes, a goblin. Picture a goblin with just very gaunt and pointy and bony in every sense. And yeah. Um, and then I remember years and years and years later telling somebody about that, that experience specifically. And my friend just kind of like offhandedly is like, oh, yeah, it dressed as a clown because it knows or it knew what scared you. I'm like, oh. Why would you, why do you, why? 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 <laughs> well, I love specifically, it's not even just like a clown, but it's like, it's, it's like the, um, the, the Mike Myers or the Jamie costume from like mm -hmm. Halloween. It's like the little yeah. jumpsuit with the ruffle neck and the, um, send us those so that I can add mm -hmm. them to our Instagram when this show yeah. airs so that people can see <laughs> these drawings that you're doing like on air, which I love that these are in like real time. <laughs> um, yeah, it was that one, um, the best way to explain it, because I didn't, like, color that one in, obviously, mm -hmm. but it looked like it had a vague idea of what a clown was uh -huh. and kind of had taken uh, the white grease paint and just, like, spread it across its face with its fingers. So it was really streaky mm -hmm. and just, like... It was, and it was probably about three feet high. Um, yeah, it wasn't my favorite thing. That's that so had. much nope. <laughs> yeah, and I've I've experienced those guys before. Like I said, they have like shaken my bed. Like I can mm -hmm. do that weird like third sight, whatever. See them like at the foot of the bed, like shaking it. Mm -hmm. And I've actually had one in my bed in Gettysburg. Oh, oh, that's not okay. Mm -mm. No, thank you. Mm -mm. No, mm -mm. Uh, I could feel my. I had had a very weird dream, and my awake brain, while I'm asleep, said something really weird is about to happen. And I woke up, and the bed started shaking. And my first thought was, "Please be a rat in the mattress." <laughs> <laughs> when when that's your base level, so that would be fine. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, I would love that to be what's happening. Uh, it just, it was a thing that I was like, this is, this is moving too fast. 
like you know like when you jump on the bed you can feel the springs because it was an old mattress um Mm -hmm. you feel the springs but it felt like somebody was jumping on the mattress and also under it at the same time so it was like this kind of situation oh weird so it was moving both sides at once yeah Mm -hmm. and it was like vibrating so fast i'm like there's no way that any human could be making the bed move like that right now Mm -hmm. i was like is it an earthquake but no because then i felt bony fingers pushing the small of my back oh no yeah yucky Mm -hmm. when you say it was in your bed you mean it was inside of your bed not just like it was either inside of it or that's so much worse (laughs) i don't even i honestly don't even know i just know that i hate it and uh it's never been that bad again um but uh gettysburg man (laughs) gettysburg is weird as soon as you get in there you feel like this my co-host danielle she's like it feels like you're driving into a bubble Mm -hmm. um it just gets that kind of weird you just feel it. You're like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. something weird is about to happen. Every time you go there, I mean, every the entire place is a battlefield. So it is seeing some things for sure. Um, but the year that the thing was in my bed was also the year they had, um, uh, who was there? Carmen Snedeker from The Haunting in Connecticut, mm-hmm. uh, Andrea and Roger Perrin, from the conjuring <laughs> so and they had a panel on violent hauntings and so all of these people were in the same part of the building i was sleeping in mm. um so it was just kind of like a paranormal lightning rod i guess like all of these people that had experienced incredibly violent hauntings in the past and then whatever is wrong with me <laughs> The supernatural never forgets you and it will always follow you. So having that many of those in one location, that's like gathering all like the final girls into one space. It's like, yeah, let's have like Sydney Prescott and Laurie Strode (laughs) and all these people. Yeah. We're all just going to put them in the same hotel. Nothing, nothing bad should happen. Mm -hmm. No, nothing weird is going to happen. And even during the panel that they had for the violent hauntings, I always forget who the fourth person was on that panel. but he started bleeding out of his ear. What? Um, People were seeing weird shadows that definitely shouldn't have been there, um, like behind the panelists and on the walls, Um, a big potted plant. Like, I think it was like a giant ficus or something just fell over all on its own during this panel. I was like, oh boy. (laughs) Oh boy. That is too much. So I want to rewind a little bit because you did touch on it a moment ago, but when we were talking about the little creatures, the little minions, the little things that you just showed us a drawing Mm -hmm. of, um, you had an encounter with one of these as a child. It's it's the the clown one you were just talking about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then you recently just turned that into a screenplay. Can you tell us about that? I did. Yes, gladly. So I just had the urge to write a screenplay i'd never done it before uh so it was january of 2020 i just wrote this like like oh it'd be cool because i have one of my very very dear friends is an amazing makeup artist 
uh, she does SFX. She's incredible. So I was like, oh yeah, she would do that. And we could just, you know, I know a couple people that make movies in town. So I'm like, oh yeah, we could totally make it. It'll just be a fun little project, whatever. We were actually going to film it in like March or April in 2020. And then the world ended. It happened. <laughs> so, <laughs> we didn't. And I just kind of, after everything of last year, just kind of was like, oh, well, I'll get to it again eventually. So I took that experience from when I was in eighth grade. I had been in Costa Rica for spring break with my advanced Spanish class. And we'd been gone for, I think, like two weeks. And as mm-hmm. soon as I stepped off the plane, I was violently ill. And I was out of school for probably two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, like high fever. I don't remember a lot of that because I was very, very sick. Uh, I had a super high fever. And that's why I thought when I saw this thing, I was like, well, it's just your bl- brain playing tricks on you because you're sick. Um, but my room at the time was the attic. And I was like, fully finished attic and where my bed was um it was right next to the stairs and then on the same wall where the stairs are there's a built-in like big closet Mm -hmm. so laying down I could see the closet doors from my bed Mm -hmm. and I was kind of like, you know, when you're at home sick from school, it's like, you know, Price is Right, Judge Judy, whatever's on TV. You're just, it's just there in the background as you're like coming in and out of consciousness. The days and of our so, lives for no reason in the background. Oh, absolutely. That happened. Um, so I was just like laying there and I heard something and I thought it was the TV. I'm like, oh, it's really loud. And so I kind of like wake up a little bit and I look and these closet doors are the ones that slide. Mm-hmm. like. That's they're just regular painted white closet doors, mm. but it sounded not right. And so I look, and what I can see is the door opening and closing, uh, but it's like an open and closed door, not a sliding closet door. There is a door within the closet door that is opening by itself like a little it looked like a little crawl space door and it was moving way too fast to be normal Mm -hmm. i'm like doors don't doors don't move that fast but it's like opening closing opening closing and i start to hear this little noise like "Eh, eh, eh, eh." i'm like "Mm -hmm." and so i kind of like sit up a little bit and that's when i saw that little goblin-y thing and it's like peeking its head, but the door is moving, opening and closing so fast that it's like, you know, when you have like a, a box fan and you can kind of see mm-hmm. through the blades, it it's was like, like that. Groping as it's, you can kind yes. of see it sort of. Exactly. So you kind of see it and you don't, but it's like, ugh. and so it's just there and it's like panting at me. And then I don't know what happened next. I either did the thing where you're a child or sometimes as an adult where you just put the covers over your head and you're like if I don't see it it won't see me mm-hmm. um but yeah so I wrote about that experience but I just aged it up mm-hmm. a little bit um, there was also another experience I had as a child in the room I had that was in on the main floor 
where I had been drawing, you know, being a kid, whatever. And I had thrown the paper to the garbage can. I have terrible aim. I missed. Uh, nothing. That has not changed. <laughs> and later that night, in my sleep, I heard another noise and woke me up. This was probably like five years before the closet, um, upstairs closet, clown, goblin. And I was like, what is that noise? And I didn't want to turn and look. So I just kind of laid there and listened. I was like, I don't like what's happening. And there was um, some pretty plush carpet in my room back in the day. And the closet door, this one was like an open and closed wooden closet door. It was like two yeah. pull doors. I could hear one of them sliding across the carpet. Mm-hmm. And then I heard the paper that I had thrown supposed to be in the garbage can. But I heard something grab the paper and kind of unfurl it mm-hmm. and then crumple it back up. And then the closet door just kind of like slid back shut. Oh. Um, yeah. So all of these things I just kind of turned into a script about a woman coming home from her honeymoon. Her husband leaves her alone because he has to go back to work. And um, all of this stuff starts happening. And she's like, okay, well, is this really happening? Or is it just because I'm having fever dreams? Mm -hmm. That is the basis of my little screenplay. Uh, And I recently submitted it to the Midwest horror fest they were doing a short script uh contest and while i was out in uh north bend washington last week i got word that my script is a top five finalist congratulations thank you so if if i win uh they will make my movie (laughs) oh my gosh Yes, but my podcast producer and I have decided that even if it does not win top prize, we're going to make it anyway. So it will be coming soon-ish, either way. Mm -hmm. That is wonderful. And I think you deserve it. And I love that you already have laurels for it. She sent me like the email. Um, Like when you see those like... um, you know, trailers or things. It's like, you know, Sundance award winning or whatever. And they have all the, the little laurels on it. She has laurels now. So I was very excited because they told me originally that I had placed in the quarterfinals. I'm like, that's amazing. This is the first script or screenplay that I've ever written and mm-hmm. submitted. So I'm like, well, that's pretty cool. And then they're like, also, guess what else? Now you're a top five finalist. I was like, oh. <laughs> the fear and the excitement. Yes. Exactly. I'm like, oh, I don't know how to handle this. Yeah. Because I have anxiety and all of the fun things that come with that. So my brain's like, no, that's, that can't be right. <laughs> yeah. That's not, that's not a thing. Yeah. I feel that. I get that. <laughs> yeah. It's again, yes. Hateful is what it is. Is tis hateful, but here's hoping that we have a winner here, and if not, well, then we will just make it anyway, and it will be yes. fabulous. Exactly, it will. It it will happen either way. <laughs> that sounds good. 
So do you have any plans for Halloween? Um, I don't this year, which feels wrong, but I'm still trying to like readjust after last year. Because <laughs> um, mm-hmm. usually around Halloween time, I am out of town. Um, like a few years ago, I actually went to Boston and then Salem. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was really, really fun. Um, be prepared if you do ever want to go to Salem, Massachusetts on Halloween for it to be very busy. Just, <laughs> yeah, just know that ahead of time. We did not like, we didn't really realize how busy it was going to be. Like there were lines for every store mm-hmm. and restaurant and everywhere. So we're like, oh, it's we should have we should have thought about that. Uh, <laughs> but. Yeah, I don't I don't really have any plans this year. Um is it on a Sunday? Oh, oh let me look. Let me look. Because I do think it's something like that. It's on a weird kind of day. Yeah. It's a Sunday. Yes, it is. Yeah, so there's that. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I don't have to work, so that's always a bonus. Um rock yeah. out. Right. I can just watch all the scary movies I want in my bed with my two giant idiot dogs. Mm. Sounds amazing. I feel like I've been robbed of Halloween the last couple of years. So I'm in in the mood to like really go hard this year. I'm going to toilet paper someone's house. It's going to happen. I'm ready. Do it. it. I am here for it. I know. What are are you doing anything, Britain? Um, You know, just the usual witch shit. I'm going to do a year-long divination for myself. I usually do that uh, on Halloween. I do a year's worth of divination for myself and honoring the ancestors. You know, the usual. I love that. I love that. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's good. All right. So uh, if you guys want more of Ms. Z, I highly recommend you head on over to the Ghost and Hose podcast. If you want more stories of our very spooky top hat man, she did a great episode on that where you can get in on all of the possible theories, hear some stories about it as well. So we hope you guys are having a very, very spooky Halloween. And from all of us here at... Invoking witchcraft, remember... Do witchcraft. Do it! Support for this podcast comes from our listeners. If you would like to support Invoking Witchcraft with a one-time donation, please go to invokingwitchcraft.com backslash donate. Or, if you'd like to become a premium listener, join the coven at invokingwitchcraft.com backslash coven. There you'll get access to our exclusive Facebook group for discussion and connection, as well as access to occasional workshops. We hope to see you there.